In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Meanwhile, the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was built up. Living in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. The shoe must never tell the foot how big it should grow. This is a good bit of wisdom about church growth from Guru Rick Warren. The shoe must never tell the foot how big it should grow. It seems obvious, but often we leaders of church don't act like it's true. At this week's parish council meeting, we spoke a lot about how to keep growing our church. At our upcoming diocesan assembly in May, we're going to talk about how to engage and grow our diocese. These are fine and important conversations to have, as long as we remember that the shoe must never tell the foot how big it should grow. In planning for church growth, in planning for our growth, we must always remember that growth is never a direct goal in Christian life, but only the indirect result of something greater still. And today's reading from the book of Acts tells us how the early church came together after Jesus' Easter resurrection, and it's a great illustration of the indirect nature of church growth. The reading does indeed talk about church growth, but very importantly, only in the last four words of a very long passage, saying it increased in numbers. In the early church, and arguably any church since then, it seems that growth is the last thing that happens, always a result of something else. And what is a growth a result of? Well, that's in our passage too, but it's easy to overlook because it's so simple, and at first glance it seems to have little to do with church growth. The writer of Acts says that the new church increases in numbers by living in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Fear of the Lord, of people growth, of spiritual growth. And somehow, there's an intimacy with God, a fear and a comfort, a tough love, you might say, which first increases the presence of God within us, and only then results in an increase of numbers around us. So what does it mean to live in the fear of the Lord and comfort of the Holy Spirit? Let's start with the hard one, fear of the Lord. Living in the fear of the Lord is a very tough idea for modern people to accept. If God is a loving God, why do we have to fear him? And why would it ever be positive to be afraid of anything or anyone? Be that as it may, The truth is that we modern people seem to have more anxiety and fears than any other generation of people. We fear not having enough resources and that others will steal away our lifestyle. We're afraid we won't measure up to the standards of others. We're afraid of getting old, of getting ill, and certainly afraid of death. Now, these fears have always existed. But somehow, our modern post-religious society seems to be defenseless against them. And our faith says that this is no coincidence. 
it seems that when people no longer fear God, we begin to fear everything. That's because, as our scripture reminds us, fear has one proper object, and that should be God. If we just fear falling short of our special calling from our awesome God, we will fear nothing else. We will also take the first step in an increase in numbers as a parish, as a diocese, as a world church. But fear in the Lord is just the first step to growth, and it's not the last. It's not enough to fear straying off from God's way. We actually have to learn that God himself is the way. That try as we might to be godly and righteous, me first, we're weak, and there are great trials in this world. We can never do it alone. And for this reason, God has left us with a powerful force for life and good which surrounds us like air. It's just that we need to learn to breathe that air. That's the Holy Spirit. This is the season of the Holy Spirit, the 50 days after Easter. And Jesus promises us that this great force for good, for comfort, and for truth will be with all who seek it right here and right now, but forevermore. I will ask the Father, said Jesus, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. In this way, we are not only aimed in fear and faith toward God, but we rely on his power to bring us closer to him. This is the spiritual engine powering our personal growth, and that is the direct cause of the growth of God's church. And in conclusion, I suppose that our ancestors knew about the fear of God and comfort of the Holy Spirit as the formula for real growth. I believe that's why, as you know, the very first words of the Bible translated into Armenian by our holy translators was from Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. And surely our church mothers and our church fathers knew very early on that the honorific title, First Christian Nation, comes with a fearful responsibility and a great need for the guidance and care and strength of the Holy Spirit. So let us continue, as they did, to live life boldly as individuals in a church body, fearing in God alone and trusting with great confidence in the power of the Holy Spirit, which animates and increases, fulfills and perfects all things, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.